Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I want to I read a portion of Scripture this morning in keeping with the season that we are celebrating. And uh, it's found in Luke chapter 2, reading from verse 11 to 14. And it says, Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom His favour rests. This is the Christmas story. Some 2,000 years ago, this babe was born in a manger. And there were some shepherds just watching their flocks by night. That would make a great song, don't you think? And these angelic hosts just surrounded them. They were freaking out. And these angelic beings declared in one voice. And they were praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. They were praising God's incredible, miraculous gift to the earth. It says, on earth, which is where you and I are. You know that. We are here on earth. And this gift was given to earth. It says, on earth, peace to all mankind. What an incredible gift the world received. This moment in history was the fulfilment of a Old Testament prophecy some 700 years earlier given by the man by the name of Isaiah. And Isaiah penned these words, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. You see, this was not just a child that was born. That happens all day, every day. Children are being born all of the time. Even in this church, we have many mums that are expectant in the next few months. And it's an exciting time. But this wasn't just a child that was born. This was also a son that was given. This was a gift that was given to planet Earth. This was no ordinary child. This was a child that shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Almighty God, Everlasting Father. We've been doing a series on the names that were given during that prophecy and during that time. And today I want to just delve down to this fourth name that this incredible gift was given. And it says that He shall be called the Prince of Peace. You see, the gift that God gave to planet Earth was the gift of peace. That was the gift that God gave some 2,000 years ago because He knows how much we all love peace. If I was to ask who wants a little piece of peace, we would say, I want some of that. We all crave peace. The problem is that this season of peace 
falls in the busiest time of the year. I mean, we're meant to be celebrating peace. You'll see it on the Christmas cards. Peace on earth. You'll see it on the window displays. Peace on earth. You hear it come out of people's mouths. Peace on earth. The trouble is our reality in the month of December is anything but peace. I mean, I don't know if you went to the shops any time in the last 48 hours, but there wasn't a lot of peace. There was lots of rage. There was lots of busyness. It's probably because us men leave all of our shopping to Christmas Eve, but hey, sorry ladies, that's what we do. But there's shopping rage, trolley rage, road rage. And peace is hard to come by at this time. And when someone walks up to you with a smile on their face and a little sand hat and says, peace on earth, says, yeah, I'll give you a piece of my mind. Yeah, is it just me? Should I get a couch up here and just kind of just get a bit of therapy this morning? Or can anyone else relate to what I'm talking about this morning? To combat this peace, peace has been marketed in all kinds of ways. You see peace being marketed in travel brochures. People often say, I love to travel. That's not true. Nobody loves to travel. I mean, to pack your suitcase and then to stand in long lines, to get on a plane, travel long distances. No, no one loves travel. What we're talking about is the location we're talking about the beach with those really expensive drinks, little umbrellas. It's, ah, peace. Love to travel. No, we don't love travel. We like the end game of what travel brings because we're all searching for a little bit of peace. As a guy, I've got to be honest, ladies, I, I, I never understood for a long time why women love to get their hair done. I mean, to sit in a, a chair for anywhere up to three, four, five hours getting their hair done. I, I, I just don't get it. And there's like this, this joy that comes on a woman's face. I'm getting my hair done today. What? Possession? Five hours? What? I mean, seriously, guys. I mean, like, sitting in a chair for five hours and like, what's, what's to look forward to? And I remember asking my wife this question many years ago. And she let me in on a little secret. She said, it's not about the hair. <laughs> it's about the peace. <laughs> you see, for those four or five hours, there's no kids. <laughs> then it got really brutal. And you're not there, Tony. <laughs> on top of that they bring me coffee and they give me magazines albeit four or five years old but they give me magazines and I can just escape and experience some peace so ah that's why we have apps on our phones today that promise peace you, you can download apps that will remind you every hour in the busyness of your working day, just to chill and smile, and remember to relax. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever downloaded one of those things. I did once. 
I just deleted it. It was so annoying. Every hour getting in a reminder how stressed I am. I don't need that. It was making me more stressful. But we do these things in search for peace. We'll do anything. We'll download apps. And this I also know, that we all pray for peace. Doesn't matter what religion you are. Doesn't matter what church you belong to. One thing we have in common, we all pray for a measure of peace. The problem with that is that we tend to think of peace in terms of an experience. Getting my hair done. Or maybe a location. Do you know there are many people moving to Queensland thinking that if if only I I could live in Queensland, there'd be a location. And the trouble is, wherever you go, you are. And so a location in and of itself is not the answer. An experience in and of itself is not the answer. We turn to think that in the absence of pressure, there will be peace. But all of these things fall short of what Jesus was talking about when He spoke about peace. He came as the Prince of Peace to give us something that we've never even comprehended, let alone even asked for, because He's taken peace to a whole nother level. Jesus came to bring a deeper understanding of peace. You see, at the time Jesus was born and given some 2,000 years ago, Israel was experiencing anything but peace. There were a lot of broken promises. It was a time of uncertainty. They were under the Roman rulership and people were desperate for this Messiah to come. And they had this notion that when the Messiah comes, He would rule and reign as a king and He would overthrow the Roman Empire. The problem is Jesus didn't do any of that. Jesus never even lifted a sword. And this upset some of the Jews of that time because their understanding of peace was different than Jesus' understanding of peace. Jesus' understanding of peace is different than ours. See, the Jewish people were expecting a military-style peace that He would overthrow, that there would be death and destruction in order to get peace and, and Jesus would have none of that. But Jesus' message, and more importantly, His life, bought peace. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Jesus is essentially saying, the peace I give you is not like the peace that the world seeks. Jesus was talking about an internal peace, not an external peace, not a circumstantial peace, but an inner peace. See, Jesus didn't proclaim peace as a trendy word to be marketed. But He pointed us to a pathway of peace. And the result is that you and I can have peace this morning. We can have peace with God. See, at the core of every one of our being is a need for peace with God. 
The night Jesus was born, he was visited by the Magi, and the Magi were the elite of the community. But he was also visited by the shepherds, who were the lowly blue-collar workers. And that says to me that every one of us need to make peace with God, from the greatest to the least. And Jesus offers that peace, no matter who you are, no matter what your background, no matter what it is that you're facing today, you can have peace with God. And the reason is because Jesus made it real easy for us. He said, I- I'm bringing God to you. You know, what separates Christianity from every other religion is this, that every other religion, you have to work hard to get to God. Christianity will have none of that. Christianity is the only religion where God came to us. That God didn't wait until we were good enough, smart enough, strong enough, wise enough. He came to us. And I'm so grateful for this incredible gift some 2,000 years ago because it means that I can have peace with God. Secondly, you can also have peace with yourself. You know, Jesus makes sense of you. The Bible says that we only see but through a mirror dimly. But when we come into a relationship with God, He makes sense of us. We begin to get a purpose for our lives. Things begin to make sense. And so we're not experiencing the turmoil we previously experienced because we're not chasing those things that we used to chase. We strive so hard to change who we are. We want to be a bit richer, a bit taller, a bit slimmer, but Jesus accepts us as we are. And that is incredibly freeing. And it's my prayer today that you'd experience this incredible freedom that comes with the peace of God. You can have peace with God. You can have peace with yourself. You can also have peace with others. See, when it comes to peace, relationships trump environment. You know, you can be on the best beach in the world. You can be on the best mountaintop in the world, the best forest in the world, the best ski slope in the world, whatever your fancy is. You can be in the best location. But if your key relationships are not right, you'll never have inner peace. You'll have turmoil. And you'll be skiing, you'll be swimming, you'll be hiking, but you'll be thinking about that person all the time. And Jesus wants to bring peace. Peace with God, peace with you, and peace with others. The Bible says as much as it's up to us with the peace of God to live at peace with everyone. And lastly, there's a peace that comes in the midst of difficulty. Jesus himself said, in this world, on earth, you have troubles. Who's experienced troubles? We all do. But Jesus came to bring peace to our storm. I I don't know about you, but for me, 2017 was an incredible year. A lot better than 2016. Because in 2016, we faced a number of things. I faced things as a church leader, faced things as a family, and I faced things personally. And, And I remember being in hospital for some three weeks with a blood infection in incredible pain. My life was on the line. My body was shutting down. 
it was a moment in my life, to this day, I can't explain. But what I can also not explain is the incredible peace that I had in a season that I didn't fully understand, didn't fully get, and was a very difficult time of my life. This is something that is not ethereal. It's something that is very tangible. And it's my prayer that we would understand what true peace is and where true peace comes from. In Philippians chapter 4, it says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. Give thanks to God that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, might be our portion. The Christmas message for 2017 is real simple. That peace is not often what we think it is. It's not a location. It's not an experience. But peace is actually a gift to the world. And that peace that was given has a name. And his name is Jesus. And my prayer for each and every one of us this Christmas, 2017, is that we would know that, receive it, and then live in it. You see, many of us go from Christmas to Christmas to Christmas, and we never unwrap the greatest gift of all time. And it's my prayer that this Christmas would be a little bit different for some of you. And that you would come into a dynamic, vibrant relationship with Christ and experience a peace that only He can give. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.